Hi, I'm Paul Johnson. Thanks for listening to the podcast from Life Support. When he took his life, it was completely out of character for him, out of off our radar. We we did not expect it at all. There were no forthcoming signs that he was even thinking about that. Um, he the the whole downward spiral that we became aware of it all happened within about a week and a half. Our guests on this edition of Life Support are Jim and Mary Benson. The Bensons are sharing the story of the tragic loss of their son and where they have been able to find hope in the midst of the suffering. Everything you do from then on is different. One of the detectives, I think his name was He was Eric. a golden boy. All we can do right now is come Extreme together. Extreme domestic violence, multiple rapes. The host for Life Support is Paul Johnson, lead pastor of Ridgewood Church in Minnetonka, Minnesota, who is able to share in the suffering of the Bensons because of the loss of his own son. Here is Pastor Paul. So very pleased to have today on Life Support, Jim and Mary Benson, who are here to tell what is a very difficult story, but a very worthwhile story. Jim and Mary, thank you so much for being here today. It's an honor to have you. Thank you. Thanks. We had a, um, a nice visit earlier. We talked a lot about Gopher Sports, and I have a feeling that Gopher Sports might come up again today <laughs> at some level. Um, we at Life Support are committed to telling difficult stories because people are in trauma. People are, are dealing with things in our churches and in our spheres of influence that are hard. And sometimes we don't know exactly how to navigate those. And so your story is going to be a blessing to people who have, number one, experienced what you've just experienced, but also are walking with friends or, you know, are going to walk through this. And unfortunately, some of us have walked through very things similar to this. So Mary, maybe you can begin today by just kind of setting the stage for your story mm -hmm. and the kinds of things you've been dealing with. And we're going to talk a lot about your son, Eric, today. Mm -hmm. So kind of fill us in on, on where kind of this began to unfold and what he was like and, and, what, yeah. and, and what happened. Yeah, thank you. Um, Eric was 27 years old when he passed away. Um, he was our only son, the youngest of three. We have um, two daughters as well. Um, he was loving, he was thoughtful, he was funny, entertaining, sometimes silly. Um, he could tease you in a way that um, y it would make you laugh at yourself without taking offense. Uh, he was very smart. He was techy. He was our tech support. Um, he liked music. Uh, Dave Matthews, Third Eye Blind, uh, Tom Petty were his favorites. Um, I think Tom Petty, the, the songs resonated with him. Um, he was not perfect. His basic core was good and decent and um, he had a kind heart. Um, he was a sports fan. As you mentioned, gopher sports were big on his list. Football, basketball, Jim could probably talk about that. Um, yeah, he was kind of your uh, gopher sports buddy, right, Jim? He was absolutely from early on. Um, 
it was all about Gopher sports, football, basketball, and going to games um, and talking about games before the game and then reviewing the game after the game. And just that, that whole bond was, was pretty unique. We, uh, our goal was to get to every um, stadium in, in football in the Big Ten Conference, and we got about halfway through it. But we had a lot of, a lot of great trips. Um, out of the blue, we took a, a red eye and flew out to New York City when the Gophers went to the NIT championship. And, um, that was a really fond memory, good, good times. Yeah, I bet it so was. It was hard to go. Frankly, it was hard to go back. That first fall, uh, Eric died in August, and uh, I had a hard time going back to. I would, in fact, I was going <clears> to. <throat> I was going to give up my tickets, and Mary encouraged me not to do that. Um, and so I think about four games or so into the season, I went back, and it helps that our grandson, who's going to turn three next month, is a is a big Gopher fan. And uh, so I, um, I'm hanging on to the tickets, and I'm, I'm back. And uh, Eric would have loved this last season. They did so well. Well, good for you. We'll try to get Coach Patino to get you a few more wins here in Minnesota. <laughs> Those of you who don't live in Minnesota, the University of Minnesota Gophers are uh, a Big Ten team, football and basketball. So, so Mary, you've got this son who um, is uh, very relational, right? And he's a, he's he's kind of a fun-loving guy and mm-hmm. – just mm-hmm. just got married, right? He, um, at the time of his passing, he had been married for two years, a little over two years. And um, there were some struggles in their marriage um, we were not aware of until right near the end. Um, Eric, um, Eric moved home. Um, and he, we thought he was doing all right. Um, we thought he was doing all right. He was, we were proud, actually, of steps that he was taking in order to take care of himself. He um, had started seeing a therapist, and he was going to start working out again. And like I said, he moved home, so he wouldn't be in his house alone. So when he took his life, it was completely out of character for him, out of off our radar. We we did not expect it at all. There were no forthcoming signs that he was even thinking about that. Um, he, the, the whole downward spiral that we became aware of all happened within about a week and a half. And he, he was committed to his marriage and he was committed to reconciling the problems that they were going through, and he was doing whatever he could to work on um, the problems. He, and we know he was really leaning hard into Christ in those last days. He had ordered several self-help, save-your-marriage kind of books, and they were all faith-based, and they were workbook kind of books that he was filling in the answers, and, and he was not a guy that... Um, that really enjoyed books. There were, he enjoyed other things in, instead of reading, but he was uh, really spending a lot of time um, digging into the Word. And 
um, he had this hope that they would be able to reconcile their problems. And when it became apparent that that was not going to be the case, uh, he just gave up hope. And um, he became emotionally flooded. We believe he um, kind of hit a downward spiral free fall. Hmm. And that's when he decided to take his life. Um, hmm. Well, let me just um, stop there for a moment. And if you're listening right now and you're struggling and you're having suicidal thoughts, don't wait. Reach out for help. The Suicide Prevention Hotline is available to you. It's 1-800-273-8255, 1-800-273-8255, and they have resources there for you. Call a friend. Uh, just reach out um, because the thing that was interesting about what you said, Mary, uh, is that he was leaning into Christ. Mm -hmm. And so there's a myth buster mm -hmm. right there yeah. that someone who takes his or her life is not a Christian or doesn't know about God or doesn't have a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. We are all susceptible mm -hmm. to this, right? We are. And he is not one that had issues with depression. Um, so that's why, it, you know, it, it was totally unexpected. Hmm. We didn't see it at all. And if I could speak um, to that one a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I, I think when Eric was hearing voices or thoughts in his head that he would never be happy again, that his life wasn't worth it, that he'd be better off dead, that that was not the voice of a loving God speaking to him. That was the voice of the enemy. And um, if you're hearing those voices, you need to shut those voices out. And if you can't shut those voices out, you need to let someone know that you are having these thoughts because more people love and care about you than you realize. And if you take your life, your pain may, your pain may end. But that pain does not go away. It does not. It radiates out. It's like... It radiates out to those who care about you, who love you, and it's not a ripple effect. It's a tidal wave. Yeah. Absolutely a tidal wave. Jim, when you found out, what was it like for you? Oh, man. Uh, devastation. Um, shock. Uh, just, uh, I guess, numb for for a short period of time, and you're just totally numb. Can't believe um, what has happened. And I think that that goes on for a bit, uh, and then once once that wears off, then then the reality starts hitting, and then all kinds of emotions um, rise up, including anger, regret, huge huge depression. Um, uh, we, we saw a therapist who had a term called do-nothingism, and that's uh, kind of where I went for a long period of time, had a real, real hard time even just getting out of bed, still struggle with that. Um, so it's uh, just, uh, Eric called me that morning 
um, <clears throat> had told me that uh, basically um, he'd been told by his wife that it was over. And I regret that I didn't do anything about that because uh, I just told him, well, you know, just go to work, uh, chill. And he was staying at our house, and I said, we'll throw some ribeyes on the grill tonight and uh, have a beer and talk. Um, and what I should have done is immediately just said, okay, let's um, meet the nurse caribou or whatever. And that haunts me every day. We'll continue with the Benson story in just a moment. This program is about finding hope in the midst of suffering. Survivors having conversations with other survivors. If you feel you would like to talk to someone about your own pain, you can call Ridgewood Church at this phone number, 952-474-0858, or log on to this website, myrwc.org. Life Support is a co-production of Ridgewood Church and Five Stone Media. Here is Five Stone Media's Executive Director, Steve Johnson. At Five Stone Media, our mission is to use story to bring hope and healing to those in need of change. We invite you to check out Five Stone Media through our website at fivestonemedia.com or log on to our Facebook page. As Paul has mentioned, we are videotaping these radio shows and podcasts, and the video version of what you're listening to can be accessed through the website or the Five Stone Media Life Support YouTube channel. In fact, the video version of this program will premiere immediately after this, and the audio versions can always be accessed through myfaithradio.com slash life support. And now let's get back to the discussion with Jim and Mary Benson about the tragic loss of their son. Once again, here is Pastor Paul. What would you say to someone? I mean, I lost a son to homicide, not the same thing, but there are regrets that flow through my mind, obviously. Mm. What would you say to someone now that came to you and said, man, I lost someone and, you know, I just can't get past this. I should have done this and would have, could have. How would you counsel that person to move past that or through it? I think regret is natural. Um, but I think it's uh, if you keep replaying and doing that over and over again, um, you're never going to heal and you're never going to be able to forgive. So um, I think it's a process, but um, you have to turn away from that at some point and realize that life, your life is still worth living and there's... there's um, there's something you can do with that life and that maybe this was part of God's plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't understand it, but, mm-hmm. and that maybe, um, and part of why we're on this program today is hopefully we can help people get through um, that horrendous loss. Um, you don't get over it. I'll never get over it. I'll never stop missing Eric. We find a way of getting through it. Yeah, and that's a very, very common expression. I'll never be the same. I'm never going to be done with this. Do you do you feel like, and I'm talking from my own perspective now, my own personal experience, do you feel a pressing need to know why? Because I've never really 
had to know why. My my yeah. my perspective has mostly been how am I going yeah. to relate to God? Um, how am I going to yeah. manage myself and my family? Not so much why did this happen, God, but yeah. now what? Yeah, the why didn't last long either. It lasted probably as long as the anger mm-hmm. with God lasted. So, yeah, so that was, that that didn't last long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But all these emotions are flooding through you, and yeah. there's that... Uh, Jim, you were talking about um, a fog that you fall into. And mm-hmm. you're very fortunate because you worked at a place where people understood and allowed you to to navigate that fog. Mm-hmm. What was that like? Well, um, I was planning on retiring not too far down the road until this happened. And I am so... So grateful for the, the people that I get to go to work with, and I'm so grateful for my clients who are, <clears throat> in lots of ways, they're not clients anymore; they're friends. And to be able to just um, have that support, I still do. Um, uh, in the business world, you're not supposed to hug. We do a lot of hugging in our in our shop and it's great so um, I'm just grateful that I that I had that uh, opportunity to I I may never retire now Mm -hmm. yeah because you need something to do is that why or you just enjoy that interaction it's healing for you I think it's a lot of things Um, it is a little bit of a distraction that allows me to have some some purpose. If I was retired, I'd have way too much free time to dwell and to replay and replay, and that wouldn't be healthy. So, um, yeah, that's that's certainly uh, part of it. Yeah, um, Mary, you were referring before to Eric leaning into Christ. Mm-hmm. One of the complicated things about um, this issue is how to talk about the salvation of someone who takes their life, who's a believer, Mm -hmm. but not wanting to in any way, shape, or form give someone permission. And I think what you Mm -hmm. said about the ripple effect is really important. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the reasons we don't talk about this enough in church is because there is that line. It's hard to walk that line Mm -hmm. because the last thing you want to do is give someone permission. So theologically speaking... We know that Eric, as a believer, is with Christ, right. but right. yet here you are. Yeah, we're in pain. We're in, yeah, you're in pain. Yeah. So the people left behind pay a huge price, right? Yeah, we do. And you know, I, Eric um, didn't think he would ever be happy again. But I think if he could have gotten through that moment, that hour, that day, and it wouldn't have been easy. It would have been really hard and painful. But I think little by little, he would have found reason to smile again and laugh again and, and even love again. Mm-hmm. I feel like as a dad, I let him down in the sense that uh, he knew he was loved by us, but um, why I didn't stress to him that he's more than what people say about him or more than what people think about him or more than what his spouse thinks about him, that he's a child of God, mm-hmm. and God loves him far beyond our capacity to love him, and um, uh, 
I just I, I wish I would have stressed that and I guess I would say to people out there that uh, um, make sure your loved ones know that they have value just in and of themselves that that uh, they're a creation of God and they're not defined by the world right and in, in, a, in an era that we live that is so heavily dependent upon what other people think and body image and yeah. all of those things yeah. to impress upon our children that they are image bearers of God yeah. right. and they are made by God the way they are and it's beautiful and it's perfect that's right. but it's a message that's difficult for all of us to to really get it from our heads to our, our hearts mm -hmm. and so that is a part of what comes out of this is you know we are loved by God no matter what mm -hmm. and what the enemy wants to do of course of our faith is to convince us that there is no hope right. yeah. and so he's always circling around and he can see and he knows and yeah. uh, and that's one of the things that we can do is fight spiritual warfare how have you fought the enemy Mary coming out of this it hasn't been a very long time mm -hmm. for, for you guys really admire your courage talking about this like this um, what have you what have you done to firm up your faith or um, fight spiritual warfare mm -hmm. as you've tried to work through this yeah uh, I think we've leaned heavily into our faith family and um, into the message at church. Um, we look forward to going every Sunday because, um, I don't know, it's, it's just, it, it's supportive. Um, for me, I take a lot of uh, comfort and get a lot of strength in, in reading the Bible, um, learning more about God's promise and 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 truth and that gives me hope and comfort mm -hmm. where would you be right now without Christ oh my goodness I, I, I just hate to even think about that yeah I, I don't think we would be weathering this tragedy as well as I think we are mm -hmm. I think we'd be floundering I think we would be bitter and angry maybe maybe from now going forward for the rest of our lives I don't know yeah, I don't think we'd be in as good of shape. What are the lies that the enemy speaks to you? Jim has talked about regrets and I wish I would have and so yeah. forth. What are some of the strategies that Satan might use on you to um, get your mind off of the places you need to be? Some of the strategies? Yeah, that he might use on you, the lies yeah. he might whisper to you. Well, well, he has. Yeah. He has. Um, kind of early on, I don't know, a few months after Eric passed, um, I, I, I always seemed to get hit with grief when I was driving. And um, I remember being hit with grief and thinking, uh, okay, just pull over. And I pulled over at a, in a parking lot on a beach. And just looking out there and thinking, okay, you know, yeah, you're in a lot of pain. All you have to do is do what Eric did, and, and you will no longer feel pain. And, and that thought only lasted uh, brief. It was brief because I recognized the voice. Yeah. I recognized Good. the voice for what it was. And, and I thought, I will never do this. I will never fall for this. And that's really an important message. And I, I would like to pick that up next week with you about how do you know what voice you're listening to in those dark moments mm -hmm. and how to identify the voice of God. And I also want to talk a little bit about what it's like in church for you now. And I know you have a church that's been inspiring to you 
but it's also hard as Christians to navigate church. So let's talk about that next week. And and Jim and Mary Benson are expressing their uh, incredible journey here uh, regarding the loss of their son. And you may be suffering or working through trauma as well. But the Bible is clear that there is hope. God is good. He's full of grace. In 1 Peter 5.10, the word tells us that, And the God of all grace, who calls you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. So if you can listen to the voice of God, you may be suffering right now, but there is hope for you. Suffering is but for a season. God loves you, he will strengthen you, and he will establish you. Well, Life Support is here to tell stories of trauma, to help you find Christ in your trauma. We thank you for allowing us to spend time with you. Life Support is made possible by our wonderful partners, Faith Radio, Five Stone Media, and Ridgewood Church. If you'd like to get in touch with me, the lead pastor of Ridgewood Church, you can find me on Twitter at Pastor Paul J., or you can go to our website at myrwc.org slash life support. You can always hop on Five Stone Media's website. They are videotaping this, and you can watch this on video at fivestonemedia.com. And just quickly before we go, here's that National Suicide Prevention Hotline number one more time for you, 1-800-273-8255. Thank you so much for being here, and we'll see you next time on Life Support. Life Support is a co-production of Ridgewood Church and Five Stone Media. Thanks for listening to this Life Support podcast. These conversations are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at myfaithradio.com. To avoid missing future editions of Life Support, subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and grow the impact of Life Support.